from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Look what you've done. You've made it all the way to hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Good for you. At least for the three plus four listeners that we have, uh, counting us and whoever's driving around that's not in the woods or out on the water today because we're the opening of the uh, deer season, archery, of course, in Zone C. Everybody's out in the woods running around, although I know a lot of folks are uh, went out last night, ran a bunch of dogs catching hogs, so, you know, it never ends here in the state, and uh cody and his family headed out to their little piece of little slice of heaven private property to go out and uh 243 some uh detriment deer out there so they got their uh popping out there today getting some venison so lots of people out in the woods and on the water today uh enjoying this beautiful day tomorrow the weather's gonna change a little bit and get a little windy and a little nasty but you know the rain chances are i think are staying around 40 percent for both days so cool off a little bit and then there is a uh, there's a rumor floating around that there's going to be a cool front pushing down through for uh, the middle of the week, somewhere around Wednesday, Thursday kind of area. Not that the temperatures are going to be that much different, but the humidity levels will be uh, much more pleasant than than it has been lately. So, like I said, if I was going to be uh, if I was a betting man, if I was going to be out in the woods, yes, first day is great. But knowing that there's a cool front pushing through, I'd be <coughs> I'd be a COVID positive starting on around Tuesday. <laughs> and then, I would uh, not I would not joke about being COVID positive, but you know what I I'm used, saying. I used to go in and tell them, "Hey, I just let you know, I think I'm going to have a case of the swine flu on Wednesday. <laughs> I got venison fever, and there's the only way I, it's more cowbell. Yeah, no, no yeah." Uh, but anyway, before the break, we were talking a little bit about what the upcoming FWC commission meeting is going to be about, <clears throat> and the <throat> one that kind of got stuck in Jonathan's crawl was the uh, the new uh, hook requirements for uh, refish offsetting, it, which brought up, you know, when we were out with Richard, we went out to Extreme, uh, we hooked up with them and went fishing out there in the uh, Dunedin area. Uh, didn't he inform us that he had to switch from stainless steel jays to circle hooks, uh, bronze? Yeah, they, hook there has thing? to be there has to be some. They did make changes to the hook requirements, and and they're doing that a lot further down the line. And the idea is by going to the non-stainless, that any hook that's left in a fish, if he breaks off, will dissipate we'll, quickly, we'll, we'll, quicker. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. Uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of circle hooks. I got no problem with that. As a matter of fact, um, oh, circle hooks are great. I, but I, you know, I've even discouraged people, like when we would do the uh, panfish challenge, uh, from using J hooks, even on brim. You know, they can suck them down, get them down around the gills, around their throat, and it's a pain, and they bleed, and they die, and they, you know, if it's not one that you're going to keep and eat, I always said, you know, you should use a circle hook and. Um, if you're going to go out there and catch a mess of catfish and they're going to go in the cooler, J-hook them all day, man. I have no problem. But if you're going to be a catch-and-release guy, 
you know, you should at least. Uh, well, know, even not catch and release. I mean, circle hooks are really like for kids and stuff like that. Catching fish. It does make it a lot easier. easier. They they kind of catch themselves, and I, I said that with those brim. You know those those little gamagatsus, those little circle hooks. Those things are godsend. Those things, man. You just the bobber literally hooks them. I mean, it's great. And uh, anyway, but uh, this new uh, South Atlantic Fisheries Management Council, they've uh, uh, decided that they're going to uh, try to make the uh, hook requirements. As Jonathan pointed out, why don't you just use the words statewide and get it over with instead of having to implement all these uh, latitude and longitude type numbers in there. The whole thing, the whole thing for me, and that's it. And this is no offense to any of my friends that are lawyers or anything else. Why is it that we have to have a four-page dissertation on a rule? Just write the flipping rule where... Joe Average can understand it. No, no, no. You got to understand. If you start with the first two words of that section, what's the first two words that you see? He can't see them over there. Uh, federal consistency. Yeah. Federal I, consistency. I, 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 yeah. And so what you have is you have one group of feds agency that controls this section. You got the Gulf people. You got the Atlantic people. You got this. Noah. Group, you got that. Yeah. And so. You exactly. have all these things, and so they pass a rule over here, and so now you're trying to stay consistent with their rule. And oh, well, you like, passed your rule. Okay, like, well, here's my we, rule, big boy. Do we turn around and do we turn around and stay consistent? Do we not stay consistent? We have gone inconsistent with with things, uh, namely on harvest when we knew we had more snapper, we went inconsistent. With the what the federal fisheries was was leading with, so we're gonna we're, so we want to go with the federal consistency where what they say we're gonna stick with and we'll be and, across and make the board, it, make it valid in shore in state waters as well as in the federal waters. So if we keep that attitude, just to get off topic for a minute, you know, with the federal ruling of the government where the Second Amendment clearly states shall not be infringed, we should just go ahead and make that consistent across the board. Oh. We should we should do that? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So we could do it for a fish hook. We should be able to do it for our God-given so, rights. So, so. so when you turn around. <laughs> Let's and make it a point. When really? you turn Are around. you really trying to get me to go there? Yeah. When, when, you, when you turn around and they, you have uh, that public comment on that, I expect you to call up and say that. Since we're going federal consistency. Yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and, re, uh, you know, the, we don't need a permit to uh, carry a firearm or to own one and do all that yeah. stuff. It'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, these all these rules are up and running, or at least you can put your two cents worth in on if they want to stick that way. Uh, the federal consistency word is used on the next thing, which is the Atlantic Blue Line tilefish. Uh, you know, the, the, with their quota permits and their four-month season and all that kind of stuff. If you're a person who likes to enjoy going out and catching the blue Wait line tilefish, tile yeah, uh, so you can go out there and uh, have fun. Uh, you can. Uh, it also includes the Atlantic grouper as well. So there are a couple of things in there uh, that are also going to be on there. And then uh, after that, then they're going to have a staff report. Uh, the topics are going to include the red snapper, cobia, and other federal fisheries discussions. And then they're going to have a South Atlantic Fisheries Council uh, report from the staff. They'll prevent, uh, present some stuff uh, for their federal fisheries topic and an update on the dolphin fishery, which 
A lot of people are saying over there on that coast, they're wiping them out. And on this coast, we're doing okay uh, because of the, uh, oh, the boy. commercialization of the dolphins, the mahis, and no size limits and things like that on them. So over on the Atlantic side, it's uh, getting a little tougher to catch them. And over here on the West Coast, we're all right. So, again, as Bill George pointed out, a lot of this seems to be coming from the East Coast, but yet it's going to affect how many different agencies you've gone through that right there and you've like build it. Oh my no, gosh. No, no, no. It, it, listen, I'm having hunting, flashbacks. Hunting, hunting and freshwater fisheries is like so simple. Yeah. Compared to sufficient in saltwater. You have so many different agencies, so many different stuff. They spend more time going to more meetings. How, 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 I'm how, it's, well, because you are, got state waters and different, you got different states. You got federal waters. You have state waters. You have, uh, you have international waters. You have all these areas of uh, of of that are under so many different jurisdictions. You remember, you can come into here, but you can't bring it. You you could go out there and fish for that out there, but you can't, can't bring, bring it, it over here. this line. Yeah, you can't. This is bring making it back. me nuts. Well, I mean, you remember when Obama closed down. Um, you know, tens of thousands of square miles of fishery oh, yeah. uh, along the Atlantic coast, which Trump promptly uh, took back and said, no, that's okay. You can go out there and go fish if you want to. Um, you know, that, that fell under their jurisdiction, but then you had state waters where you could still go and uh, go tiptoe around the invisible line and, and catch whatever on this side, but yet not a hundred yards over that way. It's the same thing when you got to do the, you know, the scallops along the coast. You know how picky they are. If you go across that invisible line between uh, Pasco, Penelope, ha, 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 you know, it can be the end of the world. Yeah, and uh, we it's, are it's just what you. it is. If they would just do it in a zone and uh, give you the dates between here and there, that's all good. But there's no buoys out there. They, you don't know where they are. You don't. There's no international waters unless you got a GPS and you know exactly where you are. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's just. Well, I, 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 I like the consistency part. I do like that part, but I'm with Jonathan. If you're going to do it, just do it. Make it simple. Here it is. No smoking. It doesn't say thou shall not uh, ignite any substances. To, uh, as you can smoke it as long as it's that, a Marlboro double filtered with a... Uh, yeah, that uh, you know could ignite and produce smoke, including and not afforded and not, not saying, you know, excluding tobacco, marijuana, CBD, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. And go through the list. No smoking. Pretty easy. You need a circle hook to go fish and catch Atlantic fish? There you go. You need it to be non-stainless steel, boom, there you go. It's pretty easy. The, the rules that they use down there in the Boca Grande for the old breakaways, pretty cut and dry. No, it's not. What do you mean oh, it's not? Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> it's not cut and dry. No. You can't use the breakaways anymore. Oh, well, there well, are people whoa, whoa, that are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can you, you not you, use you, a breakaway anymore? You can't use a breakaway with a zip well, tie what? and a jig head. And, no, and, no, no, but what if I turned around and I had... Two jigs, one of which uh, was lower than the other, and I was using a light leader on the one jig, and I was using a heavy leader on the other jig. That's not the breakaway that they actually. Uh, but but they, yet, they as soon as you catch for. the one, the other one breaks because it's so much lighter 
than everything else. But there's no hook attached to it. Is that nope, what you're no, saying? No, no, there would no, be a no, hook. There's... It just would be so small of a hook that it's insignificant. Yeah, but it, that, it's technically that, that brim hook you're another talking jig. <laughs> but it's technically another jig and not a breakaway rig. But it doesn't help you in any way because it's it if does. you break that bottom one off, you're not catching the fish. No, no, because that's not the f- hook you really want to catch the fish on. But there's nothing out there that says I can't c- fish with two different class leaders on my rod. Yeah, but what, you're, what I'm saying is so the old breakaway jig. So all I'm saying is it's head. not as cut and dry as you think. It is if you want to catch the fish, because if no. it's just a breakaway thing on the bottom is a lure. Why? What? what so how what's does that the difference help you? if it's a lure or a lead weight? How does that help you? How does the lead weight help you? Well, it would be like a drop shot. I mean, yes. that's, yeah, and but that's th- what they do. They put the drop shot <laughs> on the bottom, and they going. keep the they keep the other thing. One jig's going to be resting on the ground, and the other jig's going to be, be suspended, suspended where, you where you want the strike. But zone. why would you want to break off your drop your drop shot? That doesn't make any sense. The breakaway jig was there so that uh, it would entice them to get the circle hook, and then as they shake and everything else, the jig and the big giant weight that normally would pull the the hook out of their mouth breaks away and falls away but the hook still remains why would you want to break off your drop shot rig that doesn't make any sense just saying there's ways around it but it doesn't help you by breaking away if their first jig had no weight on it i think you just took an argument pill that's all you did mister because it no. doesn't behoove no, you. No, I know all. what he's saying. Because it's I know what he's I've saying too, it. but it doesn't help you in well, any way. But, with yet, the fish. but yet I could go out there with the treble hook and snag the fish. Yeah, because the treble hook is not illegal on tarpon. On tarpon, well, I have to release it. And apparently, neither is a bang stick. I have to release it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. 888-404-1010, the 888-404-1010. We'll take a fast one, you guys. Stay right there. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, and Diego in the studio today. We're hanging out here live on this beautiful Saturday morning. Lots of folks in the woods, lots of folks on the water today, taking advantage of a beautiful Saturday morning. I can definitely tell we're having an influence on his musical choices. I I will say. He's got pretty good musical taste. I will give him that. We'll work on getting off of the FWC commission meeting, but one thing I want to turn around and point out on, under the staff reports, um, there is an Everglades update. Last commission meeting, there was a very large organized effort, and a lot of people called in and said, hey, you're mismanaging the water levels, and really FWC's not doing it, but ask FWC to come up with a position uh, statement or you know, uh, basically go out there and make a statement to the extent that Right now, we're keeping water levels at a at a in in uh, non great way, all because of the seaside sparrow 
in the nesting of this thing. We'll, we'll flood the entire place and kill all the deers and the panthers and this and that because we got a seaside sparrow that can fly and go somewhere else, but they're nesting there, and so we, we mismanage the water all because of that. Person after person after person called in, okay? Very next commission meeting, here we have it on an agenda because the people got up and demanded that the commission deal with it. And if there's stuff that you get people to go out there and consistently call, if everybody were to go out there and say, hey, I want to be able to keep some trout, okay? And you got person after person after person calling saying, hey, I want trout, you might get trout back. But, you know, the vast majority of the people keep quiet. Hey, I want a bear hunt. There was, well, get up there and say you want a bear hunt. Bear hunt would be nice. What? How much did you pay for your last bear hunt tag? Three hundred. How much did I pay? In Florida. Three hundred and something bucks, wasn't it? I didn't. Me personally, I didn't pay for one because I didn't get one. Oh, you want a bear hunt, but you don't buy one. I there were only so many available, man. No, there wasn't last time. I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I got one, but it didn't cost me anything. Yeah. But That's those are the type of know. things. You have the ability to call and spend spend a little bit of time and actually interact with the commissioners with no expensive driving. And, yes, you are going to have to time your phone call around that window of opportunity. But you do have the option to get out there and tell the commission what you want. Well, like you've told me and I've done, send them an email. Send them an email. But when you turn around and you put it on on the telephone call, it's on public record. It's on the Florida channel. It's it's there and and out there forever. And when you turn around and you go out and you wake up at different times in the morning or evening and you put on your PBS station, you will actually see post-commission meetings. And I, I'm on there all the time. So here's my question to you, Bill George. Wait a minute, PBS. Yeah. Do you really? Uh, I mean, it gets to the point where I haven't watched PBS since Sesame Street. I look at it this way: Do you think there's some sort of underlying agenda to be on the conspiracy side of it that, that, that they make it so frustrating and so overwhelming to people that they literally just get to the point where they're just like. You know, just the heck with it. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just going to do my uh, thing, and if I get caught, I'm you know whatever it is, and live with the consequences. Oh yeah, I, because I mean seriously, when I when I look at and I see the wording on things like this, and then I see the hoops, whoa. the hoops that the normal person has to do to get their voice heard, and all the other stuff like that, it's it's frustrating. Well, but it's you guys, you two have made the comment not to cut you off. You two have made the comment in here how many times? What does it cost for you to go buy this license, and what does it cost for you to get a ticket or to get a citation or I mean, whatever I, for it? I mean, there's 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 certain, like you pointed out, there are certain band-aids that I are put on things. I don't believe there's a conspiracy theory. But, I, now I, why? I'm but, not, but, but why? I'm not of that type. I am, but I, why? I mean, when you got a guy like Jonathan who says, you know, if you just make the rules and just make it simple and clear. Okay. And, I, and and just do it that way. And that's part of what I'm up there fighting for. Let's let's have simple stuff. Let's let's make it so that the average person can understand what it is that you're you're passing a rule for. I think it's none just of this super so complicated stuff. It's okay. gotten so political that it, it, 
the people are afraid to to uh, blank or get off the pot. I mean, it's like like with the bear hunt. You brought up the bears, and it made me start thinking about that. You know, the thing is, is if he went out there and said we're going to do a bear hunt, and the vast majority of people said they did not want the bear hunt, the vast majority of people did not say that. If they, I, I understand if they did, if they said that they did not want the bear hunt, then I understand you have to go with what what, no, what goes on. You don't have to go with the majority. I, I understand that, but we you have to at here, least hear. We are here to support the minority in their rights to do the things that are are like hunting and fishing. Regardless of the majority of the people want to go to Sam's Club and, and get a fillet of fish, the person who wants to go catch it themselves should have the right to go do that. If the majority of the people don't want to hunt bear, that does not mean we should not have a bear hunt just because they don't want to hunt a bear. It is a species that is not a, a it's a species that's hunted and has historically been hunted um but throughout so, the world. But my point is is that it doesn't matter what they say. If if they if the bear hunt is needed to keep the numbers down, then it's for the greater good for everybody, not just the hunters, but for the bear and for the people who live in bear areas and all that stuff. So whatever those people feel, they you have the right to say it and you do whatever, but there comes a point where you have to just say, look, the bear I know you're not going to be happy. But the bear's going to, it's going to happen. The bear well, hunt is going to happen. And we're willing to take the consequences of what you think you can do to make it stop. If, if it means reelecting a new governor who's going to put a stop to it by executive order or whatever it is they think they can do, then do it that way. But I, I feel that the commission's job is, look, if you want, if you want to uh, limit the amount of trout that are taken out of, the, out of Tampa Bay, don't put it to where uh, when the stock assessment for our areas tells you that we have plenty and more than enough. If you feel that we should let people do it, then then put a limit on it. So you can only keep two, two apiece, two per person in a boat, whatever it is. Like they do everything else. Yeah. Now the other half may go, well, that's stupid. We shouldn't do that. Red tides wiped out everything. And they go, sorry, that's our decision. That's our rule. And that's what we're going to live with. But the people who are in their face... Exactly. And the people they had dinner with are the guides. It's not you. It's not me. It's not my brother. It's not my nephew. It's not Mike. It, it's the guides. I don't think that all guides are discouraging no, people saying, from keeping but, fish. But those are the people that are sitting there and interacting with the commission. And those are the people who are about the only voices they hear. So they don't hear your voice. They don't. They, they definitely hear mine, but I'm out there by myself most of the time fighting for. Well, and you got the one guy standing there when you got 10 guys over here saying the same thing and one guy saying one thing. Yes. But I mean, and, I mean but, that, that goes with everything. I mean, we're talking about fishing and everything else, but when it comes to management areas, what you can and cannot do and all the new rules and rules and regs and everything else like that, it just, it seems like. They're making it so hard for everyday life for people to go out and go just go fish or go bear hunt. My, my, my father-in-law, he was one. He would do a yo-yo rig down off a pier somewhere. But he's got to the point he doesn't he couldn't go fish now because he has no clue what you can keep. When he got it, before it was, yep, that was big enough to go in the skillet or no, it wasn't big enough to go in the <laughs> skillet. Right. Okay? Which brings me back to what Jonathan said. 
is the fine worth the uh, the effort or what you uh, got in the freezer? Oops. I mean, or what you eat? Here you go. I mean, I think. I think the vast majority of people that are out there doing things are not doing it to be bad guys. <laughs> Do I make the check out to you or to that? <laughs> I think that they're out there doing it because they're just either they don't know or they don't care. They're to the point where they're just like, screw it, man. I'm just going to go do it and do what I used to do when I was a kid. Like your guy who eats tarpon? Yes, exactly. All I right. mean, seriously. I mean, Let's get out on that. Shocked me, but I was like, hey, if that's what you're going to do, okay. Is it worth the phone call? Probably not. Anyway, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our friends over at Brandon Ford. Go by and see them. Did they get a car or truck? You can still buy those. Yeah, they're still legal. It's all good. We'll be back. Thinking Wild Outdoors, Brandon Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, Diego, and can you hit that button right there? I'm button. afraid to. Every time I hit it, it hangs up on everybody. Just hit that button right there on the right-hand side. Ready and action. And Carlos, what's up, Cuban? Yo, Yo what's up, guys? You sound, so, deal? you sound so excited. By the way, happy birthday to your wife. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to celebrate again today. Yeah, man. Well, when you got that 24-year-old hanging on your arm, I can understand why you want to keep her happy. Uh, yeah, she she's going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey. So, yeah. What are you doing, man? Are you all messing around in the woods? What's going on? No, no, man. I was catching up on some well-deserved sleep. Bill knows I've been working some crazy hours. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we yeah. can't just all romp around and play and do the radio show, you know? I understand um, completely. Yeah, I got you. Romp and play. Sent Bill a, I sent Bill a picture of a, of a cast, a fossil cast of a 30-foot saltwater crocodile. Nice. That was like a dinosaur. Where was, it, where, where was it from? Was it here in Florida or uh, somewhere in Utah? No man, it was here in Florida. My my son Eric for college had a had a class, and he had to go to the the, the museum there, the Phosphate Museum in Mulberry, which I've passed it a thousand times in fifteen twenty years, and uh, never went in. But it's free, and the place is awesome, especially the 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 fossils. I mean, it's right there in Mulberry, man. It's oh, like, no. um, yeah, Have I've, you been I've there? no, I've 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 like I know you, exactly I've, where you're I've passed it a, a billion times, and I, I was gonna say I know because when Glenn in his younger days, uh, during the phosphate mining industry, he would go along there when they would dump a bucket, uh, the amount of uh, artifacts that he would take out of there, I I literally think he had shoe boxes full. I think he had a room full of uh, spear points and arrowheads and. And all kinds of stuff that they dug out of those things. Well, you uh, see the old photographs of just the alligators and everything else that they've got. I'd never, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if they didn't pull some 30 foot croc out of one of those things, man. Seriously. Uh, listen, the amazing stuff there, and it's free. You just put a couple bucks in the box, you know, to, you know, help out. But it's at the, that, that, that actual part is in the, uh, 
old railroad that's right um, station yeah the old railroad and, uh, museum there yeah to see to see things I never knew even existed like an American giraffe and pronghorn and um, bear you know uh, sloth bear yeah they had mastodon they had mastodon stuff they had um, you know woolly mammoth they had I mean an American lion all these things that cross the land bridge you know and the giraffe itself has like stag horns on its head and then in the front by the muzzle the snout it has two horns sticking out which are about six seven inches long the pronghorn had three horns mm-hmm. i mean some of these things were incredible to look at giant tortoise obviously you know they had a, a, an american gator um skull i mean they had whale bones with shark teeth in it i mean they all hunted they, to extinction uh, yeah that's what it was by, by bill george yeah, yeah. <laughs> the seminoles yeah. like to eat man you know they eat everything so it's all good no i so think those, I, are, I think they were long gone before that happened yeah yeah man if people are bored i think that's a nice place to go i'll, I'll probably visit it again because you know just the information and, and talking to the person there i mean and seeing everything that they have and you know, reading everything, it, it was, you know, it was very interesting. They had a 3,000-year-old pieces of a canoe that was, you know, dug out from, they don't even know what tribe, but, uh, you know, the bucket unfortunately broke it. It was 25 feet long, and I guess when the bucket scooped it up, it broke it. That um, happens. But they were able to salvage, they were able to salvage, uh, like, three, you know, four, four large pieces and they said it's the second, you know, oldest ever found here in the state of Florida. Did they, did they the tell you? Did they tell you what it was made out of? I mean, was it out of an oak tree? I mean, I, I, can't, I can't see a palm tree. Oh yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was it was carved out of a cypress tree. Yeah, and yeah. it was and it was a large canoe, so it, it, a lot of people were able to travel in it. That makes um, sense. You know, it, it, it even the phosphate rail car. They have a separate rail car um, dedicated just to that. I didn't know that the phosphate industry was that huge. Yes. And and especially for Bartow and Mulberry. So, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, the kids are cooped up. We had the place to ourselves when we went. Now, it was raining a lot, and I had to take Eric in the afternoon. But we literally had the place to ourselves for a couple of hours. I mean, some people showed up to the fossil part, but the phosphate, not one person showed up while we were in there. And he was able to do his entire um, report. Yeah, well, well you know, a lot a, of not a lot of people want to go see millions of years of uh, bird poop, so it's all good. <laughs> well, <Right>. Carlos, <laughs> I want to say I know you went there after after the clay shoot we had with uh, Trinity Sportsman last weekend. I don't I don't want to talk about. <laughs> it. I, I, I want to tell you I really <laughs> really appreciate you coming out and let me borrow that shotgun again. You notice who's <laughs> saying something. That's all I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> I thought we were yeah. going to get through the whole show without having to drag you down in there, man. I'm sorry. You know, it was. And that, and no, Bill lives for that abyss. I, I didn't say. I just said thank you for letting me borrow the shotgun. Listen, listen. All the listeners can hear. I, I shot terribly. Maybe the worst <laughs> I've ever shot. And you know what? I don't care because when it counts, that's when I, hey, when I deliver. Listen. Well, that, that we is had, true. We had. Our group. We did get the trophy we, for we, the fastest round. We had the fastest round. We had fun. We went out there. We enjoyed it. 
you know, uh, I, I will say that that was probably the most enjoyable quick round we had. Did, did um, I hear? Did I hear right that Dylan kicked all your butts out there? Dylan didn't I kick so. all our butts. Did Dylan, he? Did he not shoot more than you? He did shoot more than me. Then he kicked your butt. Okay, but and it was his, good. His his and mine were like three clays apart. It still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a half a one. It still uh, kicked your butt. It's all uh, good. Once he once he got around to. <laughs> The shot, my shotgun. He he went he went berserk. Not to mention when he used uh, when he used Jonathan's. He didn't the first time. He didn't shoot well at, at that round. Listen, so, he no? he turned around. Jonathan had a full turkey choke in there. Yeah, that's true. You either were gonna smoke it or you were gonna miss it. Yeah, pretty right. much. That's yeah. You don't get man. Too I should have I sh- I used that one then. <laughs> I, all and, I, and I let know me is tell you, my. My barrel was hot. I mean, we were shooting eighteen. Hey, I tried or twenty-four. Listen, and, uh, I, you know, I I liked last year when you turned around and did it at the end, and and you got frustrated that you started shooting gangster style at the last couple clays, and this time, <laughs> and this time at the end there, you were shooting at the same clay multiple times instead of going for the other one. There you go. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get yeah, that, that little clay. Funny. I was like, I wanted to shoot that one, not the other one, so I was just, and I still missed, but you know what? Like you said, we did have some fun. We had a blast. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, know? you coming out and having a good time with us. We, we did have a blast. No problem. I wish I wish there was less of this COVID and we'd have even more fun. Well, well they, they uh, had a they had a great turnout and uh, talking with Dennis and uh, the guys who won uh, the guns and stuff. They all had a blast and uh, they all say the same thing. Everybody had a really good time. They say the same thing uh, they say every year. We'll be back. We'll be we're, what, we're signing up for next year. Fish Hawk yeah. is gorgeous. Well, so. and that's the thing. Fish Hawk is a beautiful place to go out and shoot. There's there's multiple different. Uh, courses out there it's just they got a lot going in that new clubhouse they're building yeah it's gonna be nice really nice that's big well i know and all and all all the stations are different too which which adds to it you know well the scenery is beautiful obviously you guys didn't listen to me because when you guys were leaving i said uh you know don't come i said come back with a trophy or don't come back at all and of course you didn't bring the trophy back so the what the one i like (laughs) last year they they've always had a rabbit well, this year they had a rabbit that had a ramp that jumped over a hay bale, and that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the one, the one that hit the hay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to go shoot. The it didn't come up the ramp. It, it hit the side of the hay bale. Yeah, it hit the but, hay. What we needed there was Braden because he shoots better than anybody I know. Yeah. Uh, and he and yeah, yeah, take it, and he doesn't even pay attention. He's bothering the, but, the 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 Boy Scout. That's you know we had the kids the laughing. He's but, bogging them. He's getting under their skin. But, he's asking them questions, and then he goes pull, and then he goes boom boom, and he shoots both of them on every station. But but if you noticed, even like Dylan when he was shooting Jonathan's gun, the one time he went to go shoot, he was missing with that gun, but when he turned around and Jonathan put the safety on. <laughs> and he went to go shoot, and the safety was on, and he had to drop the gun, look at the safety, turn the safety off. Then he pulled up, he smoked the next t- those two clays after he had just had to just get up and react. Good for him. But yeah, but when yeah, you turn around, have a lot of time to prep. Eh. <laughs> was it like last oh. time where you guys were like the last of the 
Mohicans out yeah. there had the whole course to yourself because everybody oh, else no, was they, done. Oh, no, we were leapfrogging people. We, we, we leapfrogged and we jumped all over the place and we finished before other people. Really? Yeah. That yeah. was, that was, yeah, that that was, was the fastest round. That's, yeah, there was a group of eight guys that we had to keep leapfrogging around. Oh, well, you know, why didn't but they we dive, whooped them. Why didn't they divide them up into two teams? Oh, they four? were two teams. They just waited for everybody to finish before they moved on. Oh, yeah. Don't don't wait. Yeah, that's that's not great etiquette. But no, just always, go. Always a good event. There was a lot of people there, man. Was this the biggest turnout? Uh, uh, no, it wasn't. I think uh, two years ago was the biggest one, but. Uh, Talking with Dennis, he said with the C-19 going on, this was the perfect number. Yep. I mean, they had the, the perfect amount of food, the perfect amount of people, and they still raised money, and it was all good. Well, well Carlos, awesome. we got to take awesome. a break, man. Thanks for uh, right, helping guys. us out last weekend, man. Sorry you didn't hey, shoot man, better. No, no problem, man. Love you guys. All right, all right man. I got you. Be cool. Go out and practice. Later. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Lots of great deals going on through the month of September. Go over there and see them today. Make your best deal on a car or truck that you want and get it out there. Drive home today. We are going to be right back. Stay right there. You know, you got to give props where props are due. Steve Austin, the first man in America to call these guys the Texas triplets. There you go. He was. And then all of a sudden it spread like wildfire across the United States of America. The Texas triplets. The Texas triplets. Yeah, it's easy, Tom. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego. Before we get out of here, I wanted to put this out there because with... Uh, Lots of youngsters out there. I got a little education this past week. I did not know that this was actually the case. We had a gentleman who was purchasing a boat for his son, 14-footer, but then he was explicit about uh, getting a a uh, smaller engine on the back. He wanted a 9, 9-niner or 9-horsepower Merc put on the back, taking the 15 off and all that stuff. And I go, what did he do with the 15? I go, dude, why would you <laughs> He just threw it away. Didn't want it anymore. Put it in a dumpster. It was all Bill, right. Bill's inquiring. <laughs> Turned it into an anchor. Uh, and I said, why would you go down, man, And when you got that really sweet 15? He goes, well, because he's underage and uh, under uh, the age. And if you're at that age, you don't have to have the boating certificate. And I went, well, that doesn't make much sense to me. You would think that uh, you'd want the younger ones to have them and maybe get a little more experience. Not to say that you can't go get it done. But if you uh, requirement that if you're over a certain horsepower on the back of the boat, then you are required to have the boater's safety course. Well, I know there. I know there are a lot of lakes within the United States where there's restrictions on motor size, and you have to have under a ten horsepower. That's true. And that's yeah. why they have nine nines. Um, but uh, my first one was a nine niner that I got and was running around about the same age. I think his son was ten. I think it was, and I was out by myself in a boat at 10. Yeah. So it was no big deal. But the reason I brought it up is because if you have a child and you would like to get them into the uh, the boater safety course, they're going to be having one out at the, uh, what is it called, the American uh, Boating 
club out in Lakeland, the Lakeland Sail and Power Squadron. They're going to have it on September 26th through the 27th. The class teaches the basic uh, safe boating. It's an eight-hour classroom. Instruction fulfillments requirements for the Florida Boater ID card. So anyone born after January 1st, 1988 is required to have the card in order to operate a powerboat of 10 horsepower or more in the state of Florida. You may also fulfill the requirements of other states and their required certifications yeah. as well. It's it, going to be held at the Old Salt Marine on uh, 1918 U.S. 98 North in Lakeland. Uh, it will begin at 7.45 in the morning on September 26th. It runs from 8 until 1, both days. And there is a 60-question closed book multi-choice exam to complete the course. It's uh, $50 per person. Family members willing to share the course materials may register for $10 each for uh, the additional type stuff like that. So uh, get out there, get your kid done, and it's all good. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I... It is an excellent thing, like Hunter said. Even though you may I'm not, gonna, I'm going to take that. I, I'm going to go ahead. I, I'm, never, I'm not required to take the the Hunter's education course, but I am going to go ahead and do it online with my son. And then that way, if I get drug up to Pennsylvania somehow by some crazy haired uh, Hawaiian shirt wearing fool, hey, then remote, uh, then, remote. I, then I'm uh, then I'm good to go in that you state don't have as to well. Be drug, so. you could just go. I, did I name names? I didn't name names. It could be. It doesn't have to be you. Well, it could, it could be, we it could, could give be you Jonathan. your own bedroom, and I'm each kid did have their own bedroom too. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, you know, if you know, if, if you're planning on hunting just in the states where you don't need one, then uh, you don't need one. But I wanted to go get one anyway and see if anything has changed in all the thousands of years i've been walking the earth hey dad you got that one wrong no this, i didn't this this is <laughs> the part <laughs> i'm gonna copy off of him this is the part that i always laugh about hunter's education and and whatnot is they teach you still today how to cross a barbed wire fence oh where you put down your uh, gun and then the uh, proper cr- way actually to, uh, if you have two people you hand it they hold them and yeah 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 proper way to t- and here in the state of florida you do not cross fences but in in Pennsylvania, we used to small game hunt a lot, and you went from this farmer's field to that farmer's field, and you 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 know everybody knew everybody, and you were out there rabbit hunting with the dogs, and and crossing fences was a very normal thing. And uh, usually at a higher rate of speed. If I remember back to my rabbit hunting days, where you come up to a barbed wire fence, it's a uh, it's a pretty much single move where you push down on the second strand swing one leg through swing through the other and keep running yeah well here a lot of them were were electric fences and you watched real careful those you always walked up to and hit it with the back of your hand those you kind of went gave it the little test 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 test. okay it's good and then you could push down on it we always took a weed i've won several 20 dollar bills winning those deals and and it will roll off the end of a shotgun butt if you ain't careful <laughs> I at the last electric fence i ran into with in missouri crossing across a dairy farm that we were hunting a single strand one uh a uh, uh, bear wire the old school one, oh, not, yeah. not the strip but you know that they use for hogs but the, the bear wire stainless one. and it was raining it was drizzly it was that drizzly oh. wintry rain and so I'm sitting there, and I was getting ready to do the touch on it, and I went, man, am, am I grounded here? I mean, is this like going to bolt through? Because I hate electricity. You know me. I don't mess with electricity. And I'm like, 
dude, they're going to find me dead out here in the middle of the field on this thing. So you know what I did? Took off the backpack, dropped my stuff, literally belly crawled underneath the the wire to make sure. I mean, belly crawled because I was afraid to even have my butt up in the air and crawl like a normal human being. And uh, got to the other side, pulled all my stuff from <laughs> underneath it. And then uh, I shot a doe. I actually shot two does. And when Jason came out in the middle of the field, he drove up to the wire, goes over and goes, hey, man, let me help you out there. Walks right up to the wire. And I'm like, hey, that's an electric. Pushes down on it, steps over it, goes over. And I go, man, that sucker ain't on. He goes, no, it's not turned on. I was like, dang it, man, I look like a fool. (laughs) Dug underneath this thing. I belly crawled 12 feet to get underneath to make sure I didn't touch that stupid, nasty creature thing. In the wet grass. In the wet grass. And you're soaking wet. And uh, so. thank God I had, I had my uh, Cabela's that one was, piece. So. Well, that I, was always my favorite thing to do. I, I learned a lifelong lesson from my brother about electric fences. Don't pee on them. Yeah. Well, that one, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever pee on a spark plug. Yeah, that's an old That's an old joke, man. Uh, the, you always, you know, around the bottom of the hog pen is where we always had him. You keep him rooting around in there, and inevitably you're – Dumping feet or something, you step over there barefoot or whatever and get your ankle on that thing. Hi-ya! So you never grabbed them? Oh, heck no. I ain't that stupid. Why would I grab you one stupid. of those? stupid. That's what I just said. I used to win money all the time doing that. I am not grabbing no electric fence. If you grab it, it doesn't bite you. Whatever. <laughs> it does. I mean, if you grab a hold of it and hold it, it does not bite you. You want to keep braiding gun out of a watermelon patch? Just put an electric fence around Just that bad boy. put a stainless boy. wire up. One of them stainless wires around that bad boy, and I will be like, yeah, I bet those are delicious. I am not going anywhere near there. So, I had, Hey, I had a guy one time, we did it, and like I said, we used to bet me and a couple of people. Now, you're talking about the ones, the same ones that have the pulse that, like, give you the little ting. Grab a ting. hold. Just grab. When you ting. grab it, you grab it. You hey. don't tap it. You grab it. Listen. And no. it'll. it'll this, this is explaining a few things. No. Hey, whatever. <laughs> But I had a guy. We had, there was a loss. guy. There was a guy that uh, no, no that's two daughters do that for you. They there was a guy we went and I remember this in ag class that one of my ag teachers can back me up on this. We grabbed the the guy sat there and said, "You can't hold that to a count of ten. I walked up with twenty bucks, grabbed the fence. They counted to ten. Well, when you grab, like I said, you grab it. You don't tap it with your fingers. You grab it with your whole hand and squeeze." It still and shocks you. It just tingles. Whatever. But he, uh, but I did that. Stood there looking at the guy to a count of ten. Let go of it. Well, he walked up, and he's, of course, you know, with all the girls in the class and everything else, couldn't be outdone. He walked up, and he did it to where it just went across right his there, fingers. the tips of his fingers. Yeah. Hey, he looked like the dude in Home Alone dancing around. That'd have been me. Yeah. I don't so, mess. I don't mess with it. Twenty dollars yeah. later, I got lunch out of the deal. Barbed wire, Constantina, you put it razor wire, whatever. I, I'm all game. I'll, I will try to snake my way through that. Whatever you got to do, electric. It's all you, bro. <laughs> Whatever's on the other side. Okay, you so keep. those people listening, if you ever want to contain Braden Gun, there what we I'm go. Saying. <laughs> we I just me- figured it out. I remember when Mister Lightsey was growing watermelons, and he was like, "You can go out there and get one of those things, man. We'll have it, you know, put it in the truck and take it." And I was like, "Mister Lightsey, is that electric fence?" He goes, "Yeah." I go. Nah, I'll just pick one up on the way home. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm, not, I'm not going through that Publix. expense. I'm not doing it. Five bucks. Yeah, I'll spend I'll spend the money. Thank you. Thanks for the offer. But no, I'm not going to. I go, why do you have that out there anyway? You don't have cows out here. And he goes, man, it keeps the hogs out. And uh, and coyotes, coyotes. Are the, coyotes are the worst ones because they'll, they'll scratch them. 
And if Eat it's not right, out of it and leave it. And if it's not ripe enough, they'll move over to the next one. They destroy more than any of them. Actually, on my watermelon patch that we used to have at the house, uh, horse, horses, horses were the ones that would come up and boom, hit it with a hit it with their front, bust it open and sit there. And White-tailed <laughs> deer are pretty bad too, and just eat them up, man. Well, what? anyway, uh, whatever you're going to be out there doing today, make sure you go out and have a great, wonderful, safe Saturday. We want to hear you here next weekend, so it's all good. I know that uh, uh, there's a lot of folks out on the water today enjoying it. Tomorrow's going to be a little worse. And then uh, just be ready for the winds to kind of kick up and all that stuff. And then uh, get ready for the cool front that's supposed to be pushing through in the middle of the week. And if you're out there heading in the woods, if you're already there, I hope you got something this morning. We look forward to hearing about it next weekend. And if you're going in the evening or later this afternoon, good luck to you. We hope you get something nice and tasty and big. And if you're going to go out and you're deer hunting and you get a couple of hogs that walk through and you say, oh, what the heck, I might as well whack one out. Don't forget, um, if you don't want to use that hog meat, if you don't have any use for it, uh, don't let it lie. Uh, Hunters for the Hungry could uh, absolutely use that donation. And here in the state of Florida, we'd like to help them get established and do the things uh, that they do. Yeah, and right now, take a look. And I know if you do Google search for them, I'm sure they're going to come up. But, uh, you know, part of what they need initially is some funding because they help pay processors to actually process it. That's true. To make it ready for human consumption. Um you know that it's so easy for somebody to turn around, take that pound of ground meat, and put it into a spaghetti, a chili, any type of meat. You Tacos, know. burgers, it just, yeah, it's all good, man. It's all delicious. Have a safe, wonderful weekend, you guys. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. You can always go check us out on Facebook. We always try to post some crazy and good stuff on there for you. Bill George has a million pictures of dead lizards on there, so go and enjoy. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Thanks, Diego. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Have a great weekend.